0: Welcome back to our Daily Bible Study Time. I'm glad you've chosen to join me today. We're studying through the book of 1 Samuel. We're in chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. And this is the history of early Israel from the time of the judges. And 1 Samuel deals with the time of the first king, Saul, and what happened during his reign as king. So uh, he's just been announced to the people by Samuel, the prophet of God, as God's chosen one to be king. And let's notice what happened. Chapter 11, Nahash the Ammonite went up and besieged Jabesh Gilead. And all the men of Jabesh said to him, make a treaty with us and we will be subject to you. Now this was, uh, Jabesh Gilead was one of the Israelite towns and the Ammonites were their enemies and, and they had come and taken over their town. But Nahash the Ammonite replied, I will make a treaty with you only on the condition that I gouge out the right eye of every one of you and so bring disgrace on all of Israel. The Ammonites were mean and cruel people. And so the elders of Jabesh said to him, give us seven days so we can send messengers throughout Israel. If no one comes to rescue us, we will surrender to you. When the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul and, and reported these terms in the, in, to the people, They all wept out loud, and then Saul was returning from the fields, and he said, What's wrong with everybody? Why are they weeping? And they repeated what the men of Jabesh had said. When Saul heard this, the Spirit of God came powerfully upon him, and he burned with anger. He took a pair of oxen and cut them in pieces and sent the pieces by messengers throughout Israel, proclaiming, This is what will be done to the oxen of anyone who does not follow Saul and Samuel. Then the terror of the Lord fell on the people, and they came out together as one. And Saul mustered them at Bezek. The men of Israel numbered three hundred thousand, and those of Judah thirty thousand. They had three hundred thirty thousand men to fight. But you have to remember now they've been under the control of the Philistines for a long. Day. They hardly have any weapons. Uh, most of the, probably the weapons they have are just farm implements, you know, and. Uh, like things they would dig with or things they would cut down grass with, things like that. Uh, They told the messengers who had come, say to the men of Jabesh-Gilead, by the time the sun is hot tomorrow, you will be rescued. When the messengers went and reported this to the men of of Jabesh, they were elated. They said to the Ammonites, tomorrow we will surrender to you and you can do to us whatever you like. The next day Saul separated his men into three divisions. During the last watch of the night, they broke into the camp of the Ammonites and slaughtered them until the heat of the day. Those who survived were scattered, so that no two of them were left together. The people then said to Samuel, Who was it that asked? Shall Saul reign over us? Then these men over to us, so that they may be put to death. Turn these men over to us. But Saul said, No one will be put to death today, but this day the Lord has rescued Israel. So Saul begins to exert himself. He begins to lead Now here again, remember, there's no organized kingship. It's just starting. And so he's not sitting in a palace somewhere as the king, and he can command soldiers. He has no soldiers. He's been working in the field, and he finds out that one of his neighboring towns is about to be taken over by the Ammonites. And so he calls for all the people to join him, and 330,000 men come forward, and they go to Jabesh Gilead, and they beat the soup out of the Ammonites. They just wiped them out, and some of the people had heard about these ones that were griping about Saul being king, and they were so excited about what Saul had done, they said, where are those guys that have been critical of you? Let's kill them. Well, Saul said, we're not going to kill anybody today. We're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate the victory that the Lord has given us over the Ammonites, and Saul said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal, and there renew the kingship. <clears throat> so, i rather Samuel said that. Then all the people <clears throat> went to Gilgal and made Saul king in the presence of the Lord. And there they sacrificed fellowship offerings before the Lord, and Saul and all the Israelites held a great celebration. This was a great victory because for the longest now they have been oppressed, by a group, different groups of people around them, the Amalekites, the Ammonites, particularly the Philistines. Now, this was the, the Ammonites, and they put them to flight and they killed many of them in this battle. And so, this was a great victory. First of all, <clears throat> Saul was able to organize them into a legitimate national group of, of people. Before they'd just been scattered tribes throughout the area. And they needed to come together as a nation, and they needed to have the discipline of a fighting troop. And now he got that for the very first time. <clears throat> now, chapter 12, Samuel said to all Israel, I have, I have listened to everything you said to me and have set a king before you. Now you have a king as your leader. As for me, I'm old and gray, and my sons are here with me. I have been your leader from my youth until this day. Here I stand, testify against me in the presence of the Lord and his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Whose donkey have I taken? Whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed? From whose hand have I accepted a bribe to make me shut my eyes? If I've done any of these things, I will make it right. You have not cheated us or oppressed us, the people replied. You have not taken anything from anyone's hand. Samuel said to them, the Lord is witness against you. And also his anointed is witness to day that you have not found anything in my hand. He is my witness, they said. Samuel said to the people, it is the Lord who appointed Moses and Aaron and brought your ancestors up out of Egypt. Now stand here because I'm going to confront you with evidence before the Lord as to all the righteous acts performed for the Lord for you and your ancestors. And he begins to, to go through some of the history of what God has done. It sounds a little bit like Samuel, you know, he knows God didn't want them to have a king. He, know, he knows that God wanted to raise up leaders, but he knows that God has been willing to do this because that's the people's choice. And so sometimes God God lets us do what we want to do in spite of it's not the best for us. And, and of course, we suffer the consequences of it, and they suffered terrible consequences from the kingship over the years and consequences that affected them and afflicted them all through the history of Israel. So you and I can make our choices, and sometimes God will just do it. In fact, there's one place the Bible says that about the people of Israel in the wilderness that God gave them their choice but sent leanness in their souls. That is, God let them do what they wanted to do, which was not his purpose nor his plan nor his will. But in doing so, they brought destruction upon themselves. That's why the Bible says what we sow, we reap. If we sow to the flesh, we, we reap corruption to the spirit. We, we reap the results of God's spirit, the good things. So it's really important that we make the right choice. And w- what's important as we make that choice, that we just stand by that choice and let God use us. So make good choices today, that which pleases him, and you'll come out ahead. God bless you. Have a great day.